All right. Ready? Yes, sir. In three, two, one. This is the Wildernet Podcast for Saturday, June 15th, 2013, Episode 3. Yeah, Wildernet here, people. I don't know if you can tell that was actually my Kevin from the office uh, impression there. I, I was thinking you were really trying to go for that, and I don't know if it's because you lost the votes. <laughs> but yeah, you sounded just like him. It was I was trying hard not to laugh. Nice. Actually, I think I can do better than that, but maybe another time. Maybe another time. Another place, another time. <laughs> That's right. This is the Wildernet Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm Eric. Hello, guys and gals and outdoor people. And this is the podcast where we rediscover nature in a digital age. What have you been up to, Mr. Eric? Uh, it's been a pretty busy week, actually. Um, the weather's been fair, so got to get outside quite a bit. Did some canoeing down the uh, one of the local rivers where I live in Pewaukee, Wisconsin, and scouted for some, some muscalunges. We'll share that story later on in the show. You're just going to tell people where you live now? Well, local area. Would you like to give out your address? Uh, depends on who's asking. <laughs> cool, cool. What about you? What have you been up to this week? Well, um, let's see. What have I been up to? Uh, working. Maybe I haven't been outside as much as I'd like to be, but um, I did, did go for a nice eight-mile run yesterday, so pretty happy about that. Yeah, that's a, that's a distance. Have you been doing any running lately? I haven't. I've been off the running train and in the gym train. I've been working out a lot. Um, Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work. kind of sucks, actually, but <laughs> results are good. Yeah, cool. Good to hear. Okay, well, let's jump right in. Word in the woods. Try not to laugh on that one too. I like what I like what you've done with the place. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, the best I can make that out to be is that's the voice of either Babe the Blue Ox or Sam Elliott. So you know, both kind of outdoors kinds of mascots. I kind of feel like <laughs> that'll work. We'll have to so, make one of them Sasquatch. What's that? We'll have to make one of them Sasquatch. <laughs> It could be Sasquatch. That's cool. Maybe Sasquatch <laughs> is our mascot. I'm okay with that. All right. Well, <clears throat> Lee Valley High, uh, sorry, <laughs> LehighValleyLive.com reports uh, celebrate National Great Outdoors Month during June. Last episode, we discussed that it was National Get Outdoors Day, and apparently the entire month of June is actually Get Outdoors Month. Yeah, which so, is actually pretty exciting considering yeah. the first day of summer is June 21st. So I guess that makes sense. That's the first day of the summer solstice uh, for anyone that was wondering and anyone that's still irritated, depending on where you live, that the weather hasn't been, quote unquote, summer like it, it's around the corner. I mean, the actual summer date is so hopefully we'll start to see a change in, in weather to 
harbor some of these outdoor activities. There you go. June 21st, you said, hey? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this article just goes on and talks about how the outdoors, you know, uh, refreshes the mind, reduces stress. You get exercise and social, social interaction out there. Goes into like five different things that you can do outside, like go to state parks, camp near your home, hike. One of the things in there it specifically talks about is this book called The Kids Outdoor Adventure Book, and it discusses 448 different outdoor activities that kids can do outside. And uh, I think fishing was also in there, but uh, maybe discussing a little more of that later. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. No, but honestly... And one of the things about when I was getting outdoors this last week, and I was, I was spending some serious time outdoors um, before, before my scheduled uh, work shift. Um, and I actually had a conversation with my, my buddy that we were out with and, and said, I feel like a kid. I feel like a kid. And, and I think it's great to say the kids need to get outdoors and, and there's a lot of you know generational differences with kids these days. But as an adult getting outdoors, it kind of brings you back to being a kid also, which I don't know, talk about relieving stress and, and just kind of, I don't know, having that free spirit nature. It's really nice to get outside. I don't want to grow up. Exactly. So go I'm outside. An outdoors kid. <laughs> outdoors kid. I think you just rewrote a new actually. slogan here. <clears throat> Okie doke. Uh, we have another article here. It's uh, kind of a sad one, actually. It's been all over Facebook this week. Because we're in Wisconsin, we hear we heard about this. All of a sudden, we get all these posts about this snapping turtle that was beaten to death, and which isn't cool at all. Um, I guess it was a it was ten to thirteen years old. It was uh, in Delavan, Wisconsin. They've got these uh, ten or there's a, there's one one thousand dollar and one five thousand dollar reward, and it was just on this golf course. Uh, in Delavan, and they just found it. I think it was near a nest, or at a nest specifically. Is that correct, Eric? Um, not 100% on that. I do know that the reports say that it was a pregnant female um, ready to lay eggs, and it, he didn't yeah. beat it to death. He beat it near death. and um, Right, and then the next overnight it, it died, right? Yeah, yeah, which is sad because, I mean, for a turtle, that is, that's a skeleton. I mean, that'd be like someone just breaking your bones. I mean... So it was alive, dealing with this excruciating amount of pain. And the reason we're talking about the story is, honestly enough, when I was floating down the river on this canoe, I'd seen four extremely large snapping turtles, what I would consider to be very abnormally large snapping turtles. And, and it was pretty neat seeing them in the river, um, two of which were eating abnormally large carp. It's <laughs> just like nature. It was just cool to see that stuff going on and, and looking at this animal and, yeah, it's a turtle. It's a snapping turtle, so it, it can be aggressive if bothered. But if you leave it alone, it's pretty majestic to watch this thing Sure, go through the water and, and chomp on this giant car. It was cool. It was really cool. So it was kind of sad to hear that that had happened. Yeah, yeah, very sad. And, you know, it's never, you know, you and I both, we hunt. Um, but <clears throat> that kind of stuff is not in our nature in, in any way, you know. Um that's a bit cruelty. more malicious. What's that? 
it's a bit more malicious. You wonder Absolutely. if that's worth starting. Where is it going to stop? Right. All right. And then one other thing here. There's the outdoor report for, let's see, I guess this was last week, but June 6th, 2013. This is actually on the DNR's website, the Wisconsin DNR's website. And it's, it's kind of a lengthy article, but it goes through and it just discusses the weather and water conditions, where certain types of fish are being caught. It, it goes into, it talks about that, you know, the fawns, the uh, deer are, are out now. And um, one thing I found interesting, once you start, once you get further down in there, it uh, talks about the northern areas of the state and not to leave your garbage out overnight so that bears don't get at it. So just kind of an interesting thing. Is this, do you know how often they do this, Eric? I, I don't. We should start paying attention, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it is often. I mean, I, I'm in the DNR website pretty regularly for a number of different reasons. And one of the reasons that I go in there is actually I, I just Google um, WI DNR news release to always see what's going on in general. And um, this outdoor report, I, I don't know if that's found under a news release per se. It's just something that they do. So I know you can subscribe to their updates via email, which is something I've done also. Um and with the technology and being inundated by that stuff, the emails come right into my phone. So I'm usually pretty up to date with what the DNR has got going on. Awesome. Yeah, we'll have to report next week how often they actually um, update this report. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of fishing stuff in here. Um, talking about walleyes in the Menominee River. Fishing. Um, fishing, you say? Yeah. Well, okay. So Shane's Shane's like foaming at the mouth here, chomping at the bit for me to tell the story. The activity Before of we... the week. <laughs> Again, no surprise here. Uh, fishing is the activity of the week this week. And we kind of want to just go into a few things about fishing around Wisconsin. Well, anywhere, really. But um, do you want to, do you just want to dive right into here, Eric? Yeah, yeah, I can. I, I, I'll give you the story, and then we'll see if that sparks anything for anyone um, that may or may not be listening. So, and I know I've, I've mentioned this river trip, and it's pretty exciting because I've been I've been canoe shopping for a while, and I finally got my hands on something I can use. So, in lieu of the the whole boundary water trip, I've been doing a lot of canoeing for that and preparation. However, we we did hunt for some muskies, and by hunt we scouted the river, found some spots where they sit. Saw about seven muskies. Very exciting. Went out yesterday, which would have been uh, Friday morning. Got into a spot, parked the canoe, got on shore, and fished for a while. Nothing happened and nothing happened. And the muskies are there, right? So this is this is a story of my first muskie experience ever. And uh, we get in the canoe. We try to go to a different spot. We spot a muskie. So we're like, okay, well, let's throw a couple casts. Throw a couple casts. Nothing happened. The muskie is not interested. So feeling like a bunch of 12-year-olds, you know, uh, like back in the day when you have these little adventures, we decide, well, we got this net. Let's, I mean, let's just try to net it. Let's just see what happens. So we, we get the canoe real close to this muskie, and I uh, get it right over its head, and I'm about to throw the net down over its head so it swims into it. And I can't even begin to describe what happened within the next couple seconds. All I know is I thought I had netted the muskie but it was in the boat. 
the muskie jumped into the boat. It was a 38-inch muskie that jumped into our canoe. We almost tipped the canoe. It was, <laughs> it was adrenaline rush times you 10. You got to be kidding There's me. There's a lure flying around. I mean, it was it was insane that this happened. That is insane. One sec here. We've got a call on the line. Who's this? Hello, it's David. Hey, hey David. David. How you doing today? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going well. Awesome. Uh, how are you? I was good. I was actually, it was ringing and ringing. I didn't even know if I'd get in. I got in. This is amazing. Nice. Um, yeah, I heard you guys were talking about fishing, um, and I just kind of was hoping maybe I could provide some information. That'd oh, be yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, I know you know you guys are talking about river fishing, um, which, yeah, I'm a huge fan of that, deep lake fishing. Um, but one of my favorites, personal favorites, um, is like fishing ponds. You guys ever Pond. fish ponds? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. it's think, the best. Uh, a little bit. Well, I'm kind of the reason I like fishing ponds. Um, one, I mean, you can literally get to all those little secret pockets in these ponds, and that's where all the big fish are. These are like your your grandmas and your grandpas of fish. Sure. We're talking like the old big ones. Um, you can use a canoe, a kayak to get in there. Um, if it's a deep enough pond, it freezes over. Or it doesn't freeze over, but it freezes enough that you can still ice fish on it, which I think is actually pretty cool. Um, but obviously then you have to deal with all the bad things, the geese, the geese poop holes. I've seen people lose fish in, like, the muskrat holes. I've seen it happen. You got any stories about that, Dave? Yeah, actually, uh, I do have a story. We, it's David. We, oh, I'm it, sorry. It, it's either or. My mom calls me David. People call me David. Some people call me Dave. No one really calls me Davey. That, that's just weird. That Dave too. Omar. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I don't mind that. Dave, that's not Dave, bad. Dave, yeah. Dave, I was Dave. called Shaner growing up. That works. I mean, D, D love. But that's like a DJ name. I don't know if that works. And the special but, sauce. And the special yummy sauce. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I no we were fishing a pond about. one time. Um, and uh, me and one buddy were on one side of the pond, and we had another buddy on the other side of the pond. This wasn't a big pond, but it's it's a very nice pond with very big fish. I mean, big fish. We're talking maybe 22 to 24-inch largemouths in there. They're sitting at like four pounds. I mean, there's monsters in this pond. But as we're fishing this area, <laughs> we're sitting on one side of the pond, and our buddy across from us starts hollering, I got a big one. I got a big one. And we see his pole, and sure enough, his pole, I mean, it's its bending down. So this is a decent fish. And we're like, okay, you know, keep casting out, see him fighting the fish over there. He lands it, and then he stands up and he goes, what the heck? And we're kind of like, what? He goes, I don't know where the fish is. And, uh, you know, we're kind of scratch our heads. Like, what What do you mean? What, you don't know where the fish went? It's gone. I have no idea where this fish went. Well... Then, sure enough, a few seconds go by, he goes, it fell down a hole. So here's our buddy, his arm all the way down this hole, trying to grab the back fin of this northern he just caught. And eventually he got it, but um, I've never seen that in my entire life, ever. Never, ever, ever. And I've fished since I was small. I've never seen that happen. That's pretty crazy. I therefore decided to put that into my list of cons for uh, pond fishing just so people are aware <laughs> that it is possible you can lose a fish in a muskrat hole so this is wow. now the person named the houdini 
Fisherman. <laughs> yeah, we could. Yes, you could. The David uh, Copperfield. <laughs> or the, uh, yeah. Nice. Well, that's Bad, great. That's a great story. Uh, anything else you want to talk about there, David? Uh, I guess, uh, I don't know if I really have any crazy stories myself for fishing. I have a lot, but not anything like fish jumping in a canoe. I've never caught a muskie <laughs> with a true. canoe. Let's put it that way. All right. That's impressive. That is very impressive. <laughs> well, fish hey, maybe for another ten thousand casts, and I, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> still haven't caught on a cast. Give a man a canoe, he'll fish for a day and probably catch a muskie. There you go. That is how the saying goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks a lot for calling in, David. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, gentlemen. Thank you so much. I'm a big fan, and it was awesome. I appreciate All right. it. All right, you take care. See Bye, you, gentlemen. David. All right. So that was pretty. That was pretty sweet. I like I, the story. I didn't know we could get calls. Did you? That's the first. I don't know how <laughs> he figured it out, but uh, not only is he a, a great fisherman, it sounds like, with some funny stories, but he's apparently a techno whiz. Oh yeah, exactly. He like hacked our Skype somehow. <laughs> well, good for him. For those I'm of you that didn't called. know, we were on Skype. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I just want to go through a couple other things here about fishing and and maybe get eric's take on this he's definitely a bigger fisherman than i am so i think he's going to have a little more insight on this than i do but what would you say you prefer uh, uh land boat or ice fishing wow shane that is quite the question i i don't know that they're directly comparable um they're all fun in their own way and when I'm doing one of them, I don't think I'd ever prefer the other. It's just kind of how it is. Meaning, if I'm ice fishing, I'm not going to say, man, I wish I, I could just fish from shore right now. Or vice versa, if I was fishing from a boat, I could. They're, they're not interchangeable. Right. Yeah, I totally hear you there. And I've been, I've been fishing all three of these with you, actually, all, all three methods. And each time is just a blast. We've been... You know, more rec- most recently, obviously from land. Well, f- actually, for you, I suppose was was from the canoe. But um, you know, uh, ice fishing is always a lot of fun when we go out. We go out in in Pewaukee. Well, a- anywhere, anywhere around here, really. There's a lot of lakes where we live, um, which gives us a great opportunity to get out on the ice. And you know, it's it's fun to go. The thing with any outdoor activity, and, and actually the article that you referenced earlier from uh, LehighValleyLive.com, you know, it talked about getting people outdoors, visit a state park, camp close to home, go fishing. The one thing to keep in mind with all this stuff is if you're trying to get someone excited and, and enthused about the outdoors because you are and, and you think they can really value, you know, get a lot of value from that make sure that they're comfortable. Make sure that, you know, if the mosquitoes are out, that they're not getting bit. It'll be miserable. Make sure that if you're out on the ice, ice fishing in winter, make sure that person's warm. You know, get a pop-up shanty. They're not expensive. Get a heater. They're not expensive. Staying warm is all the difference in anything you do in the winter. Summer, make sure you're you're comfortable in all these outdoor activities that you're doing. Otherwise, it's not going to be as good of an experience as it can be. Yes, absolutely, and and it did make all the difference in the world. That's exactly what Eric had done for this last winter for us. I think he pretty much bought all that stuff. 
So we just kind of not, not took advantage of them necessarily, but it was definitely well, nice having that, those items. It, it does make a difference. And, and really, I think ice fishing, when you ask, when you compare them, I think ice fishing might be somewhat of an equivalent of camping in the summertime. Because really, you're just sitting around, <laughs> you know, but it's, true. it's nice to get out there, um, especially in winter when it's cold and you're sick of sitting inside. You go sit outside at least. Yeah. And, you know, last summer, was it last summer we went out on a boat? Yeah. Um, Us and another friend? We did. We, we rented a boat um, and I have access to a couple of different uh, boats, you know, um, people that I know that, that invite us out and stuff like that. Um, even did a charter last summer on, on Michigan, which was great. So there's all sorts of things and ways that you can do this. People are very excited to bring you along if you just spark up a conversation about fishing in general. Usually they're like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll take you fishing or you want to come with me or I know all the spots. Or Right. To get back to your point we did, I think we pan fished mostly, which I don't honestly, I, I know a lot of people sport fish and uh, pan fishing is just as fun. <laughs> You catch a lot of fish watching that bobber go down. It's great. And you get to eat it at the end of the day if, if that's what you're into. Absolutely. Uh, you know, what? What's, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit here about what are really the best areas to fish. This is something that, again, I'm not by no means I'm an expert on. But what have you found to be kind of the the best spots? Not Not specific locations here. No, no, definitely not. I wouldn't give that away, especially not over the air. <laughs> Kidding me? No true fisherman would. But um, with with lakes, a lot of it is just um, I, I don't know enough about it. I know I know what people talk about. Temperature and wind direction have a big impact on fish on a day-to-day, even an hour-to-hour. But a lot of that's going to be structure at the bottom. Uh, you want to start to learn what fish like what structures and, and how that can play a role in where the fish are in terms of the vegetation. Rivers, I've been very excited about recently. I've discovered that rivers aren't fished as much. They're a little bit more difficult to maybe navigate, um, but they're more predictable, meaning fish are always going to try to rest from the current. So they're always going to be behind rocks or at a bend in a deep pool uh, Mm -hmm. behind. Behind what now? Yeah, behind behind rocks or, or trees, really. Anything that's going to protect them from that current. Yeah. And you're going to find river fish are, are, they might be a better fight, too, because they might be a little stronger having fought that current versus lake fish. They, they just chill, for lack of better terms. Right. Any uh, Any particular baits that you prefer over others? That is a constant learning process, my friend. Uh, you tell me. I wish someone could tell me hmm. what the perfect bait would be for any fish you're trying to get. You got to keep trying something till they till they bite it. I don't. Yeah, I don't have an answer for you there. Yeah, I mean, I know we switch off between live and non-live baits down here. Mostly worms or night crawlers, I should say. Uh, I think what is what we've normally used. Yeah, um, I, last summer I did some northern fishing, uh, some deeper water. I, I, I kind of just bottom bounced with uh, minnows that, that actually worked. I caught um, one northern and missed another one. That's my own fault. And uh, otherwise, worms for panfish and bass seem to be great. Leeches, another good option. I've never really used grubs. I know people do. They like it. I'm, I don't get it. It seems like a really small presentation, so I don't know. I say, when we went up to, in the past, up in the boundary waters, we would always get 
leeches actually. And those seem to work fairly well. Yeah, they give a lot of action. They're always wiggling and stuff. They freak me out. I'm not. A, I don't like leeches. I don't like cooking them. Uh, call me a, a wuss if you will, but I kind of have a slight You're phobia a with leeches, so I, I actually hook them with my pliers. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, teach their own. Yeah. Okay, I think that's enough fishing talk, probably. Let's go right into this. Sound off. Kind of sounds a little evil, I think, but whatever. Yeah, Thunder might be a little evil. I'm not sure. So we didn't get any emails, but we did get a comment on our Facebook page. It's kind of a friend of ours. There's not going to be any disputing that now because he kind of mentions that in this. But I just wanted to read it off. This is from Phil. Listen to the second podcast. There are opinions and are not to be taken as insults, as you two bozos are my friends. One, Shane, I got to get more from you. I need you to speak a little more clearly. You kind of trail off, and I lose you at times. <laughs> the banter between the two of you clearly shows that the two of you are friends. Exploit that. Yeah, you jerk. Tell stories of adventures or past adventure. Two, try to have some sort of knowledge drop from the DNR, etc. About, uh, etc. <laughs> that reminds me of someone. Uh, about new laws. <laughs> new tags, and of course, keep an open ear for fishing holes for me. Oh, no kidding. That brings up fishing. Three, maybe try to time out the podcast in a more structured format. Not necessarily the same order every time, but if you have, if you had, say, a five-minute segment on Collins, <laughs> or maybe we're live to chat while podcasting, which I think we're actually looking into, stay on it, though. It can get only get easier every time. I listen to talk radio quite a bit, and my opinions and ideas are based off of that. Look forward to hearing podcast three, gentlemen. Thank well, you, Phil. Phil. Thank you so much for that comment. That was that was a mouthful for sure, but definitely appreciate it. And these some of these things are things we've uh, already, or I, I don't know about you, Eric, but I've already considered working on. And it's it's easier to tell when you go back and listen to it later. <laughs> on um, some of the things that need improvement. Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, I mean, that's that's always the case. In the moment, you're kind of thinking things are a certain way, and when you go back and listen, you're like, oh, I guess that could have I could have trailed off there. Or you know, maybe I talked too loud or too much or too fast. Um, I've heard that before about myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From me. Yeah, yeah oh, dude. yeah, among others, actually. You're not the only one. You should have a conversation with my with my dad. Uh, actually, this weekend's Father's Day. Uh, anything going on for that? Yeah, you know, not real specific plans yet, but, you know, that's a good point. That's a real time to potentially get outdoors with your father. Might be going up north. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Not, not real, not any solid plans yet. What about you, though? Um... You know, I, I think we're actually doing our Father's Day stuff later today. It's Saturday. Um, the weather hasn't permitted as, as best it could. We were going to take the boat out and just kind of cruise, hang out, have a nice time with the family. Um, last year we did fishing all day, which or all the morning, which was great. Did really well. And uh, today we're just going to have a, a barbecue or a cookout and uh, have a bonfire with a couple brewskis. Well, that sounds great. 
Yeah, yeah, real nice, real nice time. Hopefully, I mean, my dad's a good guy, so excited to hang out with him. Cool. All right. Well, um, if you want to leave us some comments, feedback, questions, you can contact us at wildernetpodcast at gmail dot com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash wildernetpodcast or on Twitter at wildernetcast. We do, don't do you, have any... Were you saying something? Yeah. Do you Twitter? I mean, do you... Do you Twitter? <laughs> tweet? Yeah, <you're, laughs> do I tweet? Do you tweet? Are you I, a tweeter? I think, I think we've only had one tweet so far, but trying to get some followers on there. <clears throat> so... You know, if we get some more followers, it might do it more often. Yeah, and just just to let the audience know, I mean, Shane and I are, uh, and not not to toot our, our our own horns here or anything like that, but we're fairly connected, and and we have a more knowledge, and I think we let on in the show. Um, we try to make it pretty lighthearted. So, really, if there is something that you're seriously into, interested in, uh, or have questions or concerns about, please let us know, and we'll be happy to kind of uh, what did Bill say? The word was exploit those topics um, and bring them to the surface or bring them to light. However you want to say that, honestly, please do leave us remarks, comments, emails. That's going to help make this show a little bit more interesting for you as, as an audience. Yeah. We don't want to have to beg for them, but for the love (laughs) of God, (laughs) Uh, no, no further iTunes reviews this week. You guys are seriously slacking. That's okay, because that means you're probably outside, which is which is what the show's about. So the fact that we're encouraging you to get on the computer to do more stuff is a bit ironic. Um, Very but, true. You know, everyone checks their emails in the morning, and if you've had a great week and you've been outdoors, swing by one of our many places online and uh, let us know how your weekend was or what you want to do next weekend, and we'll see what we can find. I, I think actually, on a quick side chain, if I can. Yes, you can. I can. Okay, but good. may you. Let me just track this down here real quick. Um, I, I did share some stuff through the Wildernet podcast, and I did get a response about some happenings this weekend, so it, it might be a little too late, but it was actually called the Lighthouse Run. Interesting. Yeah, in fact, the, the website is lighthouserun.com. That's um, like, like a light run around the house? <laughs> I think it's more, you know, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I believe it's more like lighthouses. Ah. It's provided or presented by the Journal Times and the Racine Family YMCA. Um, it's evolved into one of the most premier road run walks in the state of Wisconsin, offering both competitive and non-competitive events for people that just want to show up and have a good time. Um, it's official kickoff to summer fitness awareness. Um in, in the Racine, Wisconsin community area. So anyone that's interested in that, uh, maybe this year or next, check it out. It's today, June 15th. So a little late today, but uh, next year. <laughs> true. I'm always interested in that kind of stuff. Hopefully doing, um, really still want to do an, another half marathon this year at some point this summer. We'll see. Okay. Where can people find you again, Eric? Um. Well, the one the one place I, I seem to promote the most is the uh, Where to Hunt Wisconsin. And that is one of my pride and joys. I love whitetail hunting. And like many in Wisconsin, I don't have private land. 
Um, I may be able to access some through people I know, but that gets a little old pretty quick. You don't want to be hassling people. So if you are looking for public land, you can check out the Facebook page. Probably be the best spot most of the time. It's uh, facebook.com slash where to hunt Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, join the community of public hunters in Wisconsin. Awesome. And if you want to find my music, you can find that at shavemadox.com. And I think we're ready to just go right into the... The moment of reflection. Ah. So I think we want to try to keep these a little short and sweet now. Um, just kind of want to go back and briefly talk about the... Uh, National Get Outdoors Month. Just bring that up again, I should say. And uh, the, the fishing. <laughs> Just a couple of yeah, like things. David. David had said you know, there's ponds that are very fishable. Um, hold some. What do you say, grandma and grandpa type fish, the big ones. So <laughs> give that a shot. People overlook those a lot. Seriously. You know, you never know <clears throat> when a fish is going to fall in a hole or into a boat. <laughs> Where'd it go? Where'd it go? It's gone. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's a show. So, you think? I think it is. All right. I'm okay with that. I think, too. So I think thanks, a lot of thanks stuff. Thanks again, everyone. Anything else you want to uh, mention, Eric? No, get outside. That's it. I'm done. Get outside. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks so much for listening again. And as always, take care. And get outside.